Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Hey, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation and... This week, we didn't record our intro, so this is just a brief introduction to let you know the show might jump in at a little bit of an unusual spot. Don't stress about it. What's coming up on the show, Evie? <laughs> on this week's show, <laughs> we are talking about uh, yeah, queer stereotypes, uh, yeah, cool bits, interesting bits, stereotypes that kind of don't work out, do work out, just starting a discussion from there. Uh, we are talking with Accidents, who is Abby. Hello. <laughs> uh, Abby makes the music that was the introduction to the podcast that you just heard and is a musician and is also my girlfriend. Well, so Evie, yeah, she, she um, sums up what's happening on the show. Um, I guess because we're speaking from the future, um, Yoga by Janelle Monet and Jidana, I think it's pronounced, didn't get played this week. So if you want to, you can go check that out. But we have um, so many good tunes that we played this week. So head to our Spotify playlist to check them out. But uh, yeah, here is now the podcast of this Sunday's show. Enjoy. And that was Bloom by Troy Sivan, which is a lovely song. And now uh, we'll be talking about uh, queer and new stereotypes, and Dan is going to introduce us to this because, uh, yeah, uh, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, like, sure. like, yeah. Well, first off, hello, everybody, because I wasn't uh, in the intro. I was busy behind the panel trying not to uh, make sure we didn't burn down in flames. But um, <laughs> my name is Daniel. I'm 22 years old, and I'm a bisexual boy, um, so nice to meet you. Um, and yeah, so in the week in the the week leading up to this show, we were talking about stereotypes, and I sort of thought about it might be interesting to talk about sort of what um, the most kind of hetero inverted commas thing about us is, and then I was also thinking about what um, our favourite thing about being queer was. And um, when I was thinking about this, like so for the most like hetero thing, I realised that even in those instances. I always put, like, a queer twist on it anyway. So I was thinking, like, when I was growing up, like, I was a fan of, say, like, hip-hop music and, like, professional wrestling. But, say, for hip-hop, like, I was always into, like, the queer rappers or maybe the female rappers more so than the male ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, um, but, like, the funny thing is that didn't mean that I still wasn't a fan of, say, you know, like, the, the male rappers. Yeah. And I think... Th- with that, it kind of shows the message that we're trying to um, put across is that there's a million different embodiments of queerness and that um, stereotypes are kind of can be a bit evil in that sense, that it's over sort of simplistic. And I mean, so what did you all think when you sort of thought about this kind of idea? Well, the first thing was, what exactly is a hetero stereotype? Because, like, I just... Because, like... There are stereotypes, yes, but, like, for most of my life, I've been with a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of, like, things that they're interested in, and it's, like, I never thought about, like, things to stereotypes here and there, and, like, and then I thought, what's the most hetero thing about me? And then I was, like, I don't actually know, but maybe gaming, maybe, because as a kid, I always used to be, like, like into, like, playing video games and other games here and there, but even then with that, it was, like, I always was a bit, like, 
into the more games about stories, about like self-expression, this and that, and like some recent games like like Undertale, for instance, which is all about like a whole bunch of like like weird things under the lines, and it's like like so even with that, that kind of thing has a has a bit of twist to it as well. But with the thing of stereotypes, it's like it's kind of like there's no real stereotype. It's just like who you are and like all these things that's like about you as a person there is no like single label or stereotype about you mm. so like this it's just so yeah that's my that's my take on it yeah <laughs> yeah well, one of the things that ent- entertained me with this kind of prompt was a whole bunch of stereotypes of trans feminine people that are particularly common within queer communities happen to also be stereotypes that are kind of held about geeky cis men. Okay. And it's just like, well, we were all kind of read as geeky cis men before we came out, for the most part. But, yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes where it's just like, oh, yeah, trans girls are programmers, or they're really into video games, or they like swords, or yeah, there's some unusual ones there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the anime avatar on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that is definitely a big one. And, yeah, that I found really interesting because, yeah, the kind of idea of, like, oh, what's the most hetero thing about me? And it's just, like, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about because it's, like, being trans and being bisexual, it's just, like... Well, there's the most, like, straight woman thing about me, which is probably that I know how to contour. <laughs> but even then, like, that's also, like... Yeah, I learned to con- I've learned to contour from, you know, a whole bunch of people, none of whom were cis. <laughs> um, but, yeah, except it also got me thinking about, like, oh, what's the most stereotypical, like, cis dude thing about me? Mm. Um, because that's just, like, yeah, kind of the... As my trans counterpoint, where I'm like, oh, what, what, what hobby was I assigned at birth? <laughs> 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 and that one's definitely cars. And mm. I think it's similar with you, Abby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cars, like, as a cis male thing. But, um... Funny thing with me, like, with the trans stereotypes is I'm really into swords, but that's also, like, a cis lesbian, like, thing. Like, you've got your sword lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're also a Subaru lesbian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is it is interesting because it's just, like, there's all of these stereotypes where it's just, like, yeah, but they... Everything ends up being a stereotype of, like hey, this is a queer stereotype, and then sometimes it's not, and then sometimes it's just, like, hard to apply and explain. Mm. And the more I thought about it, the more confused and overwhelmed I got. Yeah. But in a good way. Mm. And, I mean, maybe um, going on to sort of the other side of the uh, discussion, what would you all say is your favourite thing about being queer? Wow. Tough question. (laughs) Well, it is, because, like, there's a whole range of, like, things to consider about that yeah like for me it's really about like for instance like a place like where like a community for instance like like finding somewhere being with people like where i feel like i belong because Mm. like as a kid i never really 
felt like I belonged with like anywhere really, I felt like going like a real outsider. It wasn't until I reached high school where I started hanging out with a lot of like friends and share some like like interests here and there. And when I go into the theatre and like dr- like the theatre and arts and music part of my like high school, it was like I know these people. They all have interests that I can really get behind. Them. We can we can really be passionate about together. And after high school, a lot of those people, like quite a few of those people who were like some of my best friends, actually have turned out to be queer. And it was like. Well, and then I discovered, like, queer communities within, like, you know, like, the university environment, and that's also been really empowering, been a way for me to be, like, somewhere where I feel belong, where I can feel accepted. So, 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 yeah, that's yeah. one of the, one of the things, I guess. Yeah, I guess for me as well, like, and especially um, being part of this show, is just being able to be openly queer and um, hopefully set a positive um, example for other, whether they be out or people who are sort of... Um, you know, battling with their identity and wanting to come out, things like that. And I think it's also just to be able to, um, yeah, I think that's, for me especially, that's just sort of been sort of one of my favourite things to be able to do um, through this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And one of the things I was thinking about just as both of you have been talking is I feel like a really important thing for me in terms of acknowledging, like, hey, I'm a queer person, I'm out, this is what I'm doing, is it does give quite a strong sense of almost an understanding of yourself. Mm. Um, You know, where I'm just like, hey, I've got... Yeah, I've, I've looked into this part of myself so much to get to a point where I was like, hey, I'm comfortable being out as bi, or I'm comfortable being out as trans. And that is, you know, it's a thing which has helped me understand a whole bunch of other things about myself, even if it's just, like, when I've had health problems or it's just like, hey, do I need to go to the doctor for this? Hey, I should think about how my brain how my brain works because I've already gotten good at thinking about how my brain works with certain things from, you know, my past going into, oh... Am I bi? Am I just, like, confused? I don't know what's going on. And that's helped shape my you know, decision-making processes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. But it uh, looks like that uh, that's all we have for this segment. Uh, coming up, we have a wonderful interview with uh, Abby, uh, mm. and accent and all this and that. Uh, but the next song that's going to come on is Done and Keep Growing, both by the lovely camp coach I originally got into, and which are uh, to a very special friend of mine, actually. He's also into the, the, the spanners I discovered. So, uh, yeah, you'll uh, hopefully have fun listening to that. And you're listening to uh, and Queer. That was uh, Done and Keep Growing by Camp Coat, which is, uh, as I said, it's a, it's a band I recently discovered, and it's... Uh, it- it was kind of around the time that, like, right now I am, like, considering, like, changing uni courses, maybe unis entirely, and, yeah, and these were just some of the songs I discovered while listening to this, so, uh, in terms of the friend that, uh, kind of, like, spy, like, I don't know, like, it kind of reminds me of this friend I have, his hair is so long when it's, in the, when it's like, it's un, when it's unknotted, like, like, when he, ta- like, takes his hair band off, it goes all the way down his shoulders, and I was like, that is really long hair, and I want to grow my hair like that someday. So, like, but yeah, uh, getting back on track, uh, we are going to uh, interview a very special someone who is uh, here right now, uh, Abby. So, Hi. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we've got some uh, 
got some questions to ask you, you know, about our accent. So, uh, first off, uh, what kind of, uh, what kind of something is accent? Like, what are they all about? What do they do? Uh, so, it's my experimental music project. I make a, a lot of different kind of music. Like, there's stuff that I put on my SoundCloud that's not on my Bandcamp that's just me and a guitar and just messing around. Um, but for the most part, I make experimental music that's based around using guitar, bass, and piano, and then vocal effects. Ooh, that sounds uh, pretty cool, actually. So, so uh, how many instruments do you play? Um, properly, I play guitar and bass, and I'm all right at piano. So nice. not too many instruments. Okay. I tickle the ivories from time to time, so we have that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess I had a couple of questions that I thought I wanted to ask you. Um, oh, yeah, this is a good one. So I wanted to ask you, like, what what would you say to anyone who's sort of considering pursuing a music career? Um, focus on, like, find a genre that you're really interested in and listen to a lot of that um, and use that for inspiration. Um, and then just, you know, download a demo of... Uh, any of the music production programs. Um, the best one to probably get at the moment is Reaper. It's really good and you can get a free trial of it and it's also not that expensive either. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, but uh, yeah. what were some of your inspirations for like, some of the music that you uh, compose? And uh, angst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That says a lot, yeah, actually. I'm, yeah, you know, not even going to deny the fact that a lot of the stuff that I write is because I'm angsty or annoyed about something. Like, a lot of it is to do with personal life or it's something that's happened to friends of mine. And so would you then say that your music is quite cathartic then? I guess, yeah. Um, it depends on which songs you listen to. Some of them are just, like, a babe, maybe, like, something in the news I saw. Like, uh, I made a song a few years back that was based around the whole, like, Catholic Church scandal. Okay, like Cardinal Powell kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Kind of a la um, Tim Mitchum a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, like, obviously, what w how would you define um, your genre of music? Is it sort of alternative electro, is that? Um, would that be fair? Electro, to some extent, I do, because I do use guitar, it kind of just sits in a kind of uh, limbo, almost, between genres. Okay. And so, like, as I wanted to ask you, because that's sort of the genre that you um, create music, I wanted to just to sort of throw a spine in the works. Do you have sort of favourite uh, pop acts? Oh, I do listen to a lot of pop. Um, uh, it's a tough Kelly question. Kelly Ray Jepsen at the moment. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Her music production is just incredible. And uh, so for a lot of the writing process for Voices, which is my the latest album, it's a few years old now, um, a lot of it was inspired by Kylie Rae Jepsen. Nice. Cool. cool. Hmm. Have you ever seen her perform live? No, I haven't gone to too many like mainstream acts to see live. I've been to a couple, um, like Pink Floyd and Blur. Oh, nice. Most of the time I just go to small gigs. Yep. Cool. Pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah. what? Oh, Amy, uh, do you have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, on the topic of yeah, you know, going to big 
like you know, going to bigger gigs and you know musical influences um like what stuff p- particularly that you've heard in the past was really like you know almost the kicking off point for i i can write music i can produce music that is going to be something that i want to share with people Ooh. um i guess for me it was like i really always wanted to play guitar from an early age i guess because like my mom my parents listened to a lot of prince and i also listened to a little pink floyd which has a lot of guitar in that um so i was playing guitar from an early age and i guess you see on the tv and everything of people performing playing guitar and that's what you get an idea of and i you know you you'd start developing your skills and poetry and stuff and just start writing stuff down and you just want to i guess i wanted to make stuff from that and a lot of it was weirdly uh, Catholic-based at the start, because I went to a Catholic primary school. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely had that as well, going to a Catholic high school. Mm. Lots of, oh, yeah, I'll play this thing for the school band. Oh, this is an orchestration of some hymn. Mm. <laughs> um, the other thing that we really wanted to talk about was... Yeah, we're both people that you particularly, you've got more of a history with it than I do, who are really into cars. And yes. just uh, talking a bit briefly about what it's like being a queer person who's into cars and into the car scene. It's hard. Yes. Extremely <laughs> hard. Um, like, a lot of the slurs that are used to describe queer people in just general culture are used to describe every form of what a car person sees as bad, be it a per- an in particular person or a mod done to a car. So it everywhere you look in the car scene, you feel like an outsider. Yeah, and that's definitely something where... Yeah, like, you've got the just the culture around you know, cars as a whole, like, already has, you know, like, there's a notorious problem with just misogyny mm. and that kind of thing, which has been discussed extensively. And, yeah, we are starting to see more things where it's just like, hey, like, these, well, let's try and make this more inclusive. Um, but do you want to tell us a little about, yeah, the, uh, our Facebook group, that's been going on. You tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, so we've started a Facebook group, which is, um, like, I can't actually remember the name of it because I'm <laughs> I, I called it Trans Car Culture because it was the only thing I could think of off the top of my head. <laughs> um, so basically, in a, um, another Facebook group I posted the thing that was completely unrelated to me being queer or trans and was attacked with just hate and stalking and all scary stuff um, and that was the last straw I got I was like screw this, like, I need to find a way to fix this and we were having a, me and Evie were having a conversation in the car once talking about this um, and that was the final straw for me to be like I'm going to make it. I'm going to start a Facebook group. Um, yeah, for trans people that are into cars. Um, like, you don't need to know stuff about cars, as long as you're 
got the pat like the somewhat passion. You don't need to own a car. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, it's nice to have a space where you can talk about things that you, you're interested in, or you just want to know a bit more about. Where you're not just like, is somebody going to look at my profile picture and decide to go on a big range against me? Mm. <laughs> have you got um, many members in the group so far? Um, currently not too many, but there's been a few that have been added in recently where I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> like, I don't know who they are, I don't know how they got the link, but they've cool. answered the questions <laughs> and yeah. all that, like, you know, they're saying they want a place where they feel safe to talk about cards and not be discriminated against, and like, that's the whole point of the group. Nice. Have yeah. you ever done, like, a meetup? Uh, not yet, because it's only been running for about a month now, but yep. we've been, I've been thinking of places where we could do a meet-up um, in the future. Cool. Yeah. Very, one last quick question. Where do you see yourself going from here with your music and stuff? I hope to move into doing some gigs soon, because, um, you know, I want to be able to branch out more with showing my music um, to people that would never even think to click on my Facebook page. And as well, allows me to meet people and, you know, and yeah, because social media can only go so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so with that, we're going to go to a song. Abby, what's this song of yours? Uh, so this is Spectral. It's the fifth track of my latest album. Um, and it uses some pretty interesting effects, like some pretty out there vocal effects, but the coolest part is the bit crusher on the bass in the introduction, which you'll hear now. Exciting. You're You're listening to Loud and Queer, and this is Spectral by Accident. Once 
was Spectral by Accident, which is me. You're listening to <laughs> Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. So right now we're doing Froth or Not. This is a segment that we do every week. And the way that it works is we're going to talk about something that we're either frothing this week, as in we're really excited about it or we really like it, it's a positive thing, or sometimes something that we're not frothing. Yeah, something that's just kind of getting to you a little bit. Might just be annoying. Might be disappointing. Might just be kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but... So, I'm going to start. Uh, this week, I am really frothing. Having... Yeah, I've been trying to do some research about what do I want to do with my career right now. I was kind of at crossroads for a while, and I finally found some resources that have made it much easier to go... I want to do an apprenticeship, and now I know what kind of resources are actually around to help me do that, which was something I kind of had to kick myself into gear and do some research and dig through quite a lot of information to find. And I'm really excited. That's so a really good, good feeling. And what ta- is it a um, mechanic apprenticeship? Yes, yep. so I'm definitely looking for a mechanics apprenticeship. Nice. And yeah. Anyone out there has a job. <laughs> Anybody listening happens to be searching for an apprentice mechanic. Uh, you, you, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> well, good luck with that, Evie. I'm sure that um, you'll succeed in your endeavours. So that's very exciting. Um, Mark, how about you? What are you frothing or nodding this week? Well, this week has been very stressful, actually. Yeah. But, uh, it honestly would be enough for off kind of week. It wasn't for the fact that a couple of fun events have happened this week, where there's been a bit of comedy on the Wednesday, uh, going to my old high school with some friends for kick art. Or this, today actually, like Mother's Day, like I am very surprised to be frothing about this, but like uh, a family luncheon at a local like seafood uh, restaurant. Love seafood. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we uh, had a really hearty time, like, like with our... Uh, it was like 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 had like a lot of like kind of my favorite foods from there like like grilled fish with like teriyaki sauces like like that kind of, that's kind of like what I normally get and then so to get that on Mother's Day which is like a day to celebrate like mothers and what and like all, all new maternal figures what they do for people is like something that's really cool and something that I'm still frothing about so nice. yeah and um our guest presenter Abby. Um, for me, it was recently being called a tomboy, which is weird for me because it uses the word boy, but then I'm like, no, thinking about it, that is me. Like, I'm feminine and I'm into cars and I like dressing and not fe- super feminine all the time, but I still have that feminine feel about it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm a tomboy. Like, it, feel- yeah. it felt really good. Yeah, own it. Yeah, uh, uh, immediately after this, me and Abby met up for lunch and you were. <laughs> kind of just just overwhelmed with excitement and flattery <laughs> and it was very adorable. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess in terms of me, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a fiend for Instagram. And um, <laughs> yeah, stop laughing. <laughs> but uh, one of my best friends, Michelle, uh, she recently just jetted off to Europe for eight months and she's one of my best friends I've known her my whole life like literally since I was four and um, we got a photo we had dinner on Tuesday night to say farewell 
and we got a photo together and I just really, really, you know, when you get a photo and it's just kind of like the perfect photo and, um, I just loved it because, uh, we don't, we have sort of that friendship where you kind of don't admit that often, like how much you mean to each other sort of thing. So just to sort of get a nice, really sweet photo together. Um, it was just a nice feeling and especially before she jets off to, um, overseas for eight weeks like i'm sure she'll come home safely but you know it's just sort of a nice thing to have but um yeah yeah that's very whole i'm enjoying this wholesome content <laughs> um yeah so dan hickey's instagram is if you want it's um d-a-n-y-h-i-c-k yep <laughs> get yes. around it easy um, well, I guess on that note, did we want to plug our Twitters or any other social media platforms or anything? I guess especially for yeah. you, uh, Abby. Yeah, I should probably are. Uh, so mine's accident. It's uh, spelt differently because <laughs> I like being weird, I guess. It's uh, spelt A-C-S-I-I-D-E-N-T. Um, and you can also find a link in the bio to my other... Twitter, which is more me ranting about stuff generally, um, and not so much music related, but it's it's still me, so you should follow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my personal Twitter is Invisible Evie, but um, yeah, it gets linked every week on <laughs> the most important Twitter. Yes. <laughs> the Loud and Queer Twitter is at SinLoud, which is S-Y-N Loud, L-O-U-D. And, yep, you can follow that for all of the information about the show. We should have sent out a whole bunch of, yeah, like just a couple bits of relevant content from today's show. We do that every week. And, Mark, anything you'd like to plug? I guess I can plug my Twitter, which I barely use. But it's just <laughs> <laughs> so it's just Mark then D then one nine six nine eight, just a random number, which happens to clues to my birth year for some reason. So yeah. I feel like Ooh. this whole season is like building up to when Mark first uses Twitter, and it's going to be like this Kanye West moment where <laughs> they just it just like. Vomit out all their wow. feelings about the world. So <laughs> I already retweeted some stuff from here, I think. So and like, so eventually, I might actually tweet something by the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for it. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna throw to another song. Um, so this is "I'll Make You Sorry" by Screaming Females. You're listening to uh, Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. <laughs> That was I'll Make You Sorry by The Screaming Females. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. We're just back for a quick little interlude because we forgot to say goodbye. Goodbye. So, goodbye. Yes. <laughs> uh, until next week. Yeah. See you later, everybody. <laughs> See you. You can tune in to hear Loud and Queer streaming live on Sin Nation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria and find us on Twitter at Sin Loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
that was completely out of my control. Well, your face. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, no, I mean, you said like one of your. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was surprised. Your face is just like. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone so off the rails. <laughs> Are we creating like a whole other podcast right now? Like, what's yeah. happening? Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming so. <laughs>